わさびアニメすごいですね The views and opinions expressed during Convention Nerds are solely those of the personalities, hosts, and or guests appearing on the broadcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. or any other agency, organization, event, partnership, employer, or company. Oh, we're live. Okay.、Oh, sorry. Our producer literally was doing a five second countdown and went five, five one. one. Yeah, <laughs> she was, she was, He went to school in Florida. So. And we're all trying to play. I'm like, okay, let's all be in a cool position、yeah, when everything comes on. But five and one was, was not what we were expecting. Anyway, welcome, welcome to the third episode of Convention Nerds,、uh, the convention podcast where we talk to other、uh, professionals in the consumer focused media Ooh, show industry. About professionals. Running, professionals,、uh, about running professionals. your events.、Uh, my name is Tom Kroom. Uh, in 2001, I started an anime club to impress a girl, and it did work because、uh, we've now been together 20 years and married for over half of that. So, the moral of the story is if you like anime and you find somebody who likes anime too, make sure you lie and say that you too like Sailor Moon.、Um, during watching <laughs> those episodes on VHS, I wound up going to an anime convention in Orlando, Florida called JCON, the Japanese Animation Convention. And that's where I met、uh, the guy to my side,、uh, Ken Joey Snack Pants Nabby. Go ahead. Hey, Tom. It's Ken Nabby. Yes, Tom and I met back in 2000 whoo, when we founded JCON, the University of Central Florida campus. I was an offshoot of the Japanese Animation Club Orlando, which had been on the、uh, UCF campus for almost a decade at that point. And Tom showed up to many Transformers panels and corrected me over and over and over again. So, of course, then we recruited him into our masses and then he shut off to his own group. So、uh, now we're here talking about conventions and stuff and things、mm-hmm. and junk. And, and, as and the crazy know, world I, we live in. <laughs> I, I wore something festive, which is here's, here's my sweater I could find.、Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to beat last week's、uh, coordination, Tom.、So. Hey, you'd be amazed at the crap in my closet. Because、uh, we're welcoming、uh, tonight, say hello to the team from Holiday Matsuri. Let's give them a you know, golf clap, round of applause. Gentlemen, if you、golf、could、clap. introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for bringing us on your stream.、Uh, Tom, Ken,、uh, you guys are doing a great job. I've watched a few of your streams now. And、uh, thank you guys for providing something to the community during this pandemic and during everything. Bring some lightness and brightness to the community so everyone has something to look forward to. And remember that conventions are a thing. We'll be out of this craziness soon. And next year should be hopefully a whole ton of fun. My name is, hopefully, right? My name is Gregory Smith, and I am the Uh, one of the owners, one of the founders, and the director of Holiday Matsuri. All right. This is Zach. My name is Zachary Zavestri. I am the director of operations for Holiday Matsuri. I've been director of operations since 2016 when, when、uh, we actually made it official that I was director of programming and then transitioned director of operations.、Mm-hmm. I, uh, my, my responsibilities involve making sure that I can translate Greg and that、yep. uh, the convention doesn't、uh, explode from the inside out. Uh, and uh, basically, I'm the central point of contact for a lot of different people and making sure that things go well. And、uh, yeah, making sure that this year, next year, go off without a hitch. So, absolutely.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been of the belief that a con chair's job ends when the doors open, and then the director of operations gets to deal with everything from that point on. Oh, my, my job begins <laughs> and doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, let's let's go over. I mean, just uh, well, I, normally we go over the basics at this point, right. but because okay. you guys are a local convention, we're gonna kind of shift this in a different direction. So whatever local, so local for us. Let's yeah, right. so we're local for me because <laughs> Ken, Ken's escaped the COVID crockpot and now lives in Georgia. Um, <laughs> By a so, little bit. Yeah, just by, not by much. Much. It's four hours. <laughs> you're, you're a little close to the edge over there, and Atlanta's not doing all that yeah, well. Yeah, we're, we're, that, we're that island inside the great state of Georgia. So, <laughs> so occasionally I do a panel at conventions, uh, okay. which I call a history, not the history, a history, a history. <laughs> a history. of anime fandom in Florida. And okay. the reason is because there's so many variations of, you know, uh, history is told by those who are stu still alive and standing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know I, I can't even tell. I, I try to bring up orange anime as an element in the story mm -hmm. and nobody knows what the hell that is anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the earliest days, and I'm going to go through the, my knowledge of the DNA and, and occasionally a trip up and Ken corrects me, but the, the, the oldest goes back to sci-fi clubs in Florida, um, kind of like uh, the Necronomicon area, stuff like that, mm -hmm. had anime that would show up at their events. It would be right. the, the creepy guy with a VHS tape. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, then, the CFO days, yeah. Yep, and then, so they would start and doing, uh, I'm going further back, they would do, okay. um, uh, at college campuses, uh, start dubbing and fan dubbing uh, mm -hmm. episodes. And UCF mm -hmm. is one of the two, uh, kind of early DNA points that in Southern California for where a lot of fan subs came from, from a program okay. called Jayco Sub, which was right. the Japanese Animation Club of Orlando. So if you had to find in the crock pot of, of uh, the stew of anime fandom in Florida, you kind of start with Jayco. And then okay. Jayco, um, through a series of dramatic instances, begat a second group that called themselves Anime Sushi. Then okay. a second group from Anime Sushi begat a third group called uh anime gaijin america so you had three <laughs> entities that were all clubs two mm -hmm. of these entities decided to start their own convention because the second entity sushi had kind of taken over from jayco to do anime at megacon so okay the same year you had jaycon begin which was 2000 mm -hmm. and within September a couple of months of each other, yeah. yeah yep you had anime festival orlando both start that same year meanwhile okay. this third group is running that so there's your core DNA. And from there, we can find a, out of those three parents, you know, the Adam and Eve's basically, we can yeah. kind of draw a chart to everything in Florida connecting somehow. You know, you can go from, because uh, out of AFO technically is where Wasabi Anime came from. Okay. Uh, because I, you know, basically co-ran the second AFO. And then afterwards, like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Took the people from there and started my own club which okay. eventually wound up helping and running a large portion of JCon years later. And then mm -hmm. Florida anime experience. Well, so if you went through the, the, you know, the, the anime sushi, Jayco, anime gaijin America, Adam and Eve story, how in that generational, do you, would you walk yourselves back with holiday of Matsuri? Where would you guys fall into that timeline? You feel. Um, so I was one of those that started watching anime when I was younger and didn't know it was anime until later when people were like, oh, that's a thing called this. And my friends were like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like um, my first shows that I watched were probably like, uh, you know, of course, like everyone, like the older Dragon Ball Z, the um, Akira was one of my favorite movie, movies growing up, like as a little kid. 
And then um, Trigun was probably the first time that it was like, hey, this is anime. And I'm like, what? Like, there's like a whole culture for this. And then that's when I started like mm -hmm. diving into everything. Everybody pause. Oh, we're pausing. Technical difficulties, pause. Mm -hmm. Again, Daniel. Oh, really? Okay, so we're good. All right. So that's why we're live. Live. Yes. So Greg was talking about the tsunami era and watching Trigun. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and my first, um, like I saw people making like, uh, like all cool kids at the time infecting my computer with anime AMVs uh, through, you know, Napster, LimeWire. And uh, so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try my own type of AMV. And I used uh, um, basically like three VHSs to put them in and try to record onto one thing going back and forth and i didn't know how to get my voice on it so i ended up getting like this little cd uh no tape player that i had and like recorded over it and then was so proud of myself i like brought it to school and showed everyone everyone's like dude what the heck is this like <laughs> i had no idea how to like put all that stuff together so uh fast forward going through high school um my uh my little brother actually was uh Go, starting to go to these conventions and because i was old enough to drive i was tasked with taking him to them and so i okay. think the first two events that like i actually went to that i understood this is a convention was uh actually jcon and afo uh i don't remember which one was the first one i ended up going to but uh mm -hmm. i i didn't really understand still that they were actually conventions it wasn't until i went to my first megacon that I understood, oh, this is actually a giant meetup and everything. Like, this is actually mm -hmm. really cool. So then uh, I proceeded to just check out other cons and everything. And then uh, basically going into uh, college, uh, I still considered, uh, still continued going to conventions. I had like a background, was studying film at that time. And uh, that's where I met my significant other, Crystal. Uh, Crystal is was focused more like I was into anime, but I was mostly into the gaming side of everything. And she was like all anime with like a decent amount of gaming into stuff. And so I, I, again, you know, we were just like, you know, uh, you know, hey, conventions are cool. This stuff's cool. We ended up, you know, hooking up and being together. And then around 2011 is when we started Holiday Matsuri. And it was more like we were part of another group that had started and was like, hey, we want to do this convention thing, but we kind of really don't know what we're doing. And mm -hmm. so Crystal and I joined with the idea of like, hey, we'll help out, we'll do things. And we really didn't have like know anybody really at that time. And so as we were just going to conventions, she used her design background to make some cards. Um, we started, we just brought her we brought a bunch of our friends dressed up as the mascot and we started just going to convention saying hey we're gonna do this convention and then people started meeting with us like hey do you do you even do you know what you're doing do you, do you know anything like who are you guys well, let me you let me, let me catch you off on the story here real quick at what point and and what led to the decision to do it around a holiday theme if you, you know, yeah I'm assuming that came okay up yeah my yeah. bad i kind of like skipped over well, that I, whole I, thing jaycon we yeah, had talked at, about moving to the to december for years because 
Okay. You know, June in Florida was never fun. We were June yeah. every damn year. <laughs> well, um, if, you, if you remember 2010, 11, around those times, like there were cons on top of cons on top mm -hmm. of cons like mm -hmm. every Stop. single weekend like <laughs> like, it, like we couldn't go to enough week. conventions <laughs> like right. we were like we, we started having to like pick and choose we were like holy crap we didn't realize how many conventions there were out there um and i believe anime cons online was uh, uh was around at that time and so we were kind of like looking at the ones around us that we could immediately go to the ones in georgia the ones here like my first uh, Dragon Con, I was just like so overwhelmed because I'd only been to so many uh, more events. Like I'd only been to MegaCon a few times, so it was mostly like AFO, uh, JCon a few times, and then like EXP on like a bunch of the smaller events. And then so that was a big uh, uh, overwhelming experience for me. But it was a lot of fun. Um, what happened is we were trying to figure out, okay, well if we're going to run an event, when's it going to be? <laughs> and we looked at the whole list of where cons are, and we're like. All right, everyone's in the summer, everyone's here, everyone's here. It's like the only place that literally didn't have a convention was in December. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, well, why is there no event in December? Like the only events that were there around that we knew of was uh, like the uh, like ones near the end of the month doing like New Year's. And so yeah. we're like, well, let's do a giant nerd holiday party. Oh, that sounds great. You know, uh, well, you know, how, how are we going to come up with the name? We came up with Holiday. Okay, Holiday needs to be in it because it's fun. And mm -hmm. we were like, Crystal, what is, you know, party in Japanese? And she's like, Matsuri. And we're like, cool. That was like Holiday Matsuri, like two minutes. We came up with the name. And that's kind of like how that ended up getting started because uh, we love the community and we wanted to be a part of it. And honestly, like the main thing was kind of like we saw that that time of the year was really like empty for a time of the year where people could like meet up gather share their love for this uh for you know anime for that type of culture for everything into there so we really mm -hmm. focused hard on the anime the gaming and we've tried to bring in what sci-fi we could at that time and then it just ended up being more anime and gaming from then on out and um yeah, yeah that no. was basically how it all ended up starting um our love of like Honestly, going to AFO and Megacon and then all of our friends that helped to run different events and stuff is what we ended up kind of like, uh, you know, made us interested in even running an event. Now, now Zach, when did you get involved in this? So, oh. Zach, real quick, let me preface this. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> die, die, die. He wants to be a story master on this. Yeah. Uh, now, this is going to be the G-rated version. Yep, yep. Part. We got to remove the explicit <laughs> expletive. So, um there's, I had a, a film and video background and I did, uh, I helped to direct fashion shows and Crystal had the background in um, uh, performance, music and the anime side of everything. So what happened was like, <clears throat> there, I was, uh, I'm just going to admit it to everybody. I don't mind. I was really bad at scheduling, like actually putting together a schedule, like even my <laughs> own personal schedule can't ever, like, I need people to help me with just like, I don't know. Uh, it's not any uh, better yet. Excel. <laughs> I know. No, I, admit it. I have literally like two assistants that help me, you know, member things and do stuff. So, um, cause I'll just get hyper-focused on things that might honestly, like, I was so in touch with some of the stuff. I ended up one year scheduling five Homestuck panels back to back. And I didn't understand that they were all 
it's a block. It's, it's homestuck. It, it's it, holiday it homestuck a con giant, inside yep. of holiday Mutter. That actually it, exactly. was a joke. I think that was like, oh, it's homestuck Homestuck a palooza. Oh, I saw Momocon said hi. Hi, Momocon. We love them. I watched your guys' stream. They are so amazing. So, um, sorry, I thought I, uh, so anyways, back to one year, which when we moved to the, the Carib and, um, oh, the Carib. that was like our dream hotel. We wanted to always yep. be there. We didn't expect to get there so quickly. And I'm like running through the halls. I think on Saturday, just my brand, my mind is blitzed. I'm just don't know time at that point, And I'm still running around and, Zach, just like, I don't know, points me out. I don't even know how, because I probably forget my staff it, it badge, was, like most so times. You but actually it, it, were known through another friend. And so oh, the thing okay. was is that someone pointed you out and was like, hey, hey. Oh, that's Greg. Yeah. And he, and so he, as I'm going through, Zach goes, hey, are you Greg? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you the guy who runs Holiday Montserrat? I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, your effing panel schedules suck. <laughs> and I was just like... Thanks, bro. Like, I'm tired. I'm nice to meet you too. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Nice icebreaker. Like and I honestly told him, I'm like, well, if you think you could do a better job, why don't you just do it? And he goes, okay, I will. <laughs> and, and Zach, I'll let <laughs> you continue. That, that sounds like, the, so, like that is quite literally like the 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 um uh probably the the creation story of at least 75% of all high-level staffers <laughs> within any exactly. pop culture event. Yeah. The, oh, you think you oh, could do better? Oh, yeah. Right? So, okay, like, yeah, here you go. Here, do it. <laughs> oh, so, here, you'll stop whining if I give it to you, right? So, yeah, exactly. That <laughs> Now, that's the second step. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Over the next few months, Zach was just... Now, like, after Hallmat, I hibernate. I hibernate for, like, two months. I literally, like, because... August, we all know, six months before your event, it's like, bam, 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 bam. So, I was hibernating. He was messaging, messaging, messaging me. And eventually, I was like, fine. Like, okay, sub dude let's do the saying here and he starts right. you're actually mixing up a few of the Stop things so, okay, probably so probably that's why zach's here go yeah. ahead man all right so the thing was is the backstory on this was that um i actually never been to hall map before that year like people have said like i've been offered to go a few times but every time well, let's, people back let's out set a framework like we did with 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 gregory real quick prior to hall map what cons had you been to so I had been to mega convention, most of the conventions, um, like, I think it was like Megacon's fifth year when I finally joined, like, was like there. And I was like, fascinated, because I'm like, fascinated with watching how people year? acted. Under which ownership? I can't even remember. It's I was like, how old are you? Like, because you had been like no. five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I don't even remember. <laughs> I like how we've <laughs> we've confused okay, Tom and Ken was, on our age. It was <laughs> it was two thousand and seven. I think was the year that I yeah, because we were going to we were running anime at MegaCon in ninety six. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, like the thing was, is I would have been eleven at that point in time. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the thing was, is that yeah. So it's like two thousand and six, two thousand seven, somewhere around there. When and like someone invited me to go, and I was like, wow, this is some interesting thing. Because the thing is, is that like I've I've known anime for a while because my friends have been anime, but we didn't go to conventions. Like the thing was, is that we just kind of kept to ourselves. We did card games and things like that. Like I I had watched the first Toonami series on Cartoon Network mm -hmm. and I was fast. That was a thing that like hooked me in. Dragon Ball Z, Gundam, um, all of the, the, the Trigun, all of those old stuff that like people were like, 
what is this stuff? What is the tsunami thing? Mm -hmm. And that's what I got into. And um, when I got to, to Mega Convention, it was like MegaCon 2007. That's, and it was, it was really cool. A lot of people were around and people, there's not much as cosplay as much as it is now, but the people were doing it. Um, and it was just fascinating because you'd have some people that were like, had no idea why they were there and they were around. You had some people that were like, they were really into it. They knew what they were doing. And um, and then you had like the people that were like somewhere in the middle trying to determine if they were like going to evacuate or not. <laughs> um, and the thing was, is that like, I kept on going to mega conventions for a few times and I met some people through the actual tabletop stuff because I was really into D&D. And then through that, I like helped organize that thing and I, I got some more friends outside of that which transitioned me into anime and I learned and I uh, met my then uh, girlfriend which she was like hey we want to do a ruby panel in uh, for holiday matsuri 2015 and I was like all right well what do you guys got and they had nothing they had absolutely nothing well that's a like, panel they, come on Zach yeah. that's a panel <laughs> they had they had they wanted to do a ruby panel and that was it and I was like they had a title whoa whoa dog Tom they didn't have a title they did Tom not have a title on a, on, a, on a ponies panel at Gen Con with absolutely no prep zero knowledge of my life he's like hey yeah. you're on the ponies <laughs> panel I'm like I'm yeah. watching a single episode go for it <laughs> yeah so it was so it's 2015 and so the thing was is that all right i get everybody together like i get everybody in one room and be like okay we gotta plan this we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with this one and i'm basically the person that's like okay let's decide the schedules and things like that and so when we get to the convention we have the panel and everything like that i notice the schedule is basically right on top of each other i mean literally each panel is like this and so we're trying to be like it's because we, like, we had only like five panel rooms yeah. or four panel rooms it, it worked but then mm. it was like i don't know 10 or 12 panel rooms that year it was it was it was six <laughs> it was six wow. panel rooms <laughs> panel thanks man thanks <laughs> a lot of Yours, yeah. that sound was a bus running over me we put too much <laughs> you guys us. are as great as our producer with numbers yeah. remember five one, one. Right. <laughs> it, so the thing was is that i was looking at the schedule and i was like oh man like i i really gotta like help this guy out because it's like obviously the, some kind of scheduling well, thing so six so panel I, rooms but how many viewing rooms uh i think we one? had one or two, two at that time maybe because we were trying to fill guys. up all the rooms <laughs> yeah I, I didn't five like, we, there was five yeah five the, okay. like we didn't have like a, 2015 didn't have like a lot of the pan like the a lot of the space but then 2016 they gave us a lot of like the left center but the thing was is that like so i go up to greg and like that that's what it was and so after after that um like he's like I, I didn't want to bother him because obviously I, I was like he's probably like dying from holiday matsuri and my uh my girlfriend at the time was like well he's also going to this other conventions because he's also selling this energy drink stuff and i was like okay that's a great time for oh, me to yeah, kind of hang out with I, him yeah I'd go oh i remember when you were doing it. that actually yeah. yeah i totally remember you doing that yeah and so i go to the i go to the convention and i'm like hey listen i talked to you at there and you you said that like you think you could do better? Do you think you could do better? I was like, yeah. And and so you were like, all right, uh, well, message me and we'll go ahead and get everything started. So like you get busy again for like the next two to three weeks. But I keep on messaging you, kind of reminding you. And finally you're like, all right, well, you think you could do the panel thing. I transitioned the person that's doing panel coordinator over to another position and I'd like you to do that. So I take over that. Well, the thing is, is that I don't just do the, the panel stuff. Like 
I, I go in the group and I start answering questions and I go, I go up to Greg's like, Hey, what's the answer to this question? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You made mistake number 101 of getting involved in an anime convention organization. <laughs> which is, yeah, that was... I was brought in to do one job. Yeah. But right. I offer, I, I suddenly started helping with three others, not yeah. realizing that you now have five jobs. Yeah. And so the yeah, thing I started... was, and so the yeah, thing you is had that five I started answering questions. So, I only, so that I only had 12 at that time. Exactly. Yeah. I started answering questions and people were like, oh, this guy's knowledgeable. He must be the owner. And they were like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to answer questions. And I'm like, I, I know who the owner is. And so the thing is, is that also allows me to aggregate and keep it off of, of Greg's plate because right. everybody's asking questions. And, and when I and get I to the also in the beginning, just start like info spewing on Zach because I needed yeah. someone else to talk I was talk translating to. him like, and like organizing <laughs> it into things that it was like, I was all right, like, here's can the we document do this, this, stuff. this? And he's like, yeah, can we do this, this, this? Hey, I'll find a way. And yeah. uh, he's also uh, a lot of our staff, uh, the top ones like Zach are like all like Excel gods. And so <laughs> I was just, he just impressed me with Excel alone. I was like, wow, like the stuff yeah. I'll do. Holy speak, crap. Speak, oh, he could do VLOOKUP? Ooh. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so, so talking about stats, stats and information, let, let, let's go back to some core information here real quick. So, uh -huh. so the first holiday Matsuri you said was in 2011, right? Yes. Right. Okay. So it's two years and, after JCon ended. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, because JCon was 2009. Mm -hmm. um, so you I started think we were an art. Uh, my girlfriend, and I was an artist at J the last JCon that year. That it felt <laughs> like game. five Hurricanes were there. Yeah, yeah, it was a good Yeah, you guys are like, showing your age over here. So so let's talk. talk so the last um, uh, hall mat happened December of last year. Mm -hmm. How right. many how many attendees did you have that year? Like like. Ballpark. Our, How many people? Our first it? year for Hallmat in 2011, mm -hmm. we had uh, just about 1,200 attendees our, that year. So yeah. we were mm -hmm. really excited. That was really cool. We actually really didn't know what to expect. But now I'll transition because Zach is our numbers guy. I'm just going to let him, you know, <laughs> go ahead, Zach. How many? So we. I know it was just shy of 11,000. Yeah, it, oh. until until 2018, we've been increasing at about 24% year over year of of, of increase. Uh, so we uh, we we haven't released our our official numbers of 2018 and 19, but yeah, we we keep on increasing every year, and we're we're a lot larger than we used to be in terms of size. Uh, obviously, we're at the Orange County, uh, the uh, Orlando World Center Marriott now, and uh, they love us. I mean, uh, every single one of the staff is over there, is, loves us over there. We take over the It's, it's a very large property with a yeah. nightmare in parking, but yes. yeah, once you're inside, it's beautiful. We it's, do our very best. We put our we, we try to do as much as we can to make parking as yeah. easy for everyone as possible. Yeah. So, but so yeah, I think we were saying, when you're saying what twelve thousand is that turnstile or unique noses? Oh, uh, close. To, I know it was close to eleven thousand last year. I think it was like ten thousand seven hundred and something. So we were just mm -hmm. shy of it. Um, I tend to Zach. Do you remember what our turnstile was effectively? I think it was something around twenty four um, to twenty nine yeah, okay, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, have to look back at it. Uh, that's generally the math is 2.5 on a three 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 days if it mm -hmm. if your core is 10 then you're about 20 25 foul i i yeah. know that we've like non-turn style we we have 
broken the 10k mark like i know that okay. has been done so um i would have to look back at the whole of the numbers but uh yeah zach it, doesn't like to give definitive answers if we i don't never have the did exact, i i don't yeah. like i don't like giving it an accurate number the thing is, is that less like than anime expo but right. more than orlando anime day yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> in 2005 we stopped giving out specific numbers um and then we didn't actually start publishing numbers till after we ended the event in 2009, because those years between 2005 and 2009, it just became very much a, and Tom and I made jokes about it. Uh, <laughs> we felt we had, we, we had bean counters and auditors at events. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Tom and I have a run, had a running joke in 2006 regarding okay. um, how many people were there during the, uh, the uh, oh, yeah. Wasabi Anna musical. They were, and at that point, it's it's like a, a moot point then. But during that period of time, again, you're still in the kind of Who's G1 the period of conventions yeah. and other conventions that started after uh, AFO and Jacob, which technically weren't even the first anime cons. It was no, no, no. An, yeah. It was Anime Express in Express. Daytona. Yeah. Um, and uh, at that point, everybody was doing the well. We're the largest anime con. Well, we're the largest, and we're like, <laughs> and Jacob just kind of hit that point of we're effing huge. We just don't care. So you guys can fight it out, and then people would come going, well, we counted the seats and we took photos and we're like, oh my goodness. Oh, oh, we, oh we, we just don't we, like the large, like, well, you don't like the largest yeah. or things like, we like, we just want to put on a really awesome event. Like we still, yeah. we track the numbers and I track the numbers very well, just, just for like stakes on like a financial side. Right. I would rather put on a really good event that everybody's like, no, I had an awesome time. Like I want to go back next year and everything like that. Now that, that's what we'd strive for is people coming up to me on Sunday night and being like, Zach, that was an amazing event. I can't wait for next year. I've already started the card countdown. I got my hotel ready and everything like that. And it's like, that's what, that's what I strive for. I think that's what everybody strives for. Like having an awesome, <laughs> a lot of event people there. That's great. Mm -hmm. Having an amazing event. That's even better. Now, in, in 2000, at the last JCon, I had a panel that was just me as a talking head, basically saying, yeah. "What Ken does during the day," because every <laughs> a lot of people thought that I did it for a living, and it was very much yeah. it was always my second job. It was, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, as soon as it became more, as soon as it became my job, is when I went, "Okay, we're done." Uh, you know, I'm spending more time on my accountant than anything else. Tom, this is Tom's career. Um, mm -hmm. I have a day job. I just do this okay. part time. Is this you, Greg? Zach, is this your 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 primary job these days, or is it is it still is it still a side hustle? Do, I, do, do I, you I, have a Bruce Wayne, or are you strictly Batman? I I have a joke going with Greg. Is is that Hallmat can't afford me? I'm a, I'm a programmer, nope. oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, yeah. Where I was so like, I, I can't I make, afford Zach, so I just yeah. I don't pay him. So the, so the thing <laughs> is, is that uh, yeah, like I I I do this in between my actual job of being a right. programmer and. Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody that's that's kind of in the anime cons knows that it's just it's not really your primary most of the time. So, yeah. I mean, we the people that are at the top, like we like we, I'm still doing three thousand hours of format every year. So right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Still it's like triple overtime. So yeah, um, yeah. Outside of Hallmat, I do real estate. So. I sell a lot of real estate in Orlando, Florida. We just opened up our uh, own brokerage, my uh, real estate partner and I. 
um, right in January, right before COVID. Perfect timing. We were like, yeah, that's what we'll break away from where we've been at for five years. We're going to start our own brokerage. And luckily, it's actually been doing really well. Um, you would think it would be the opposite during COVID, but um, it was like a lot of a lot of people that were just looky lose or a lot of the agents basically stopped going out. Uh, we were considered an essential business. So uh, wow. we were very safe about it. We had a lot of new laws and everything that I'm really thankful that they, that they implemented because it definitely made it a lot safer for us to be out there and to, you know, bring clients, meet with clients. And I'm so glad like everyone's like willing to wear a mask to one at a time going through each home. But um, yeah, I, I do real estate during the day. I uh, I've helped, a whole ton of our staff and attendees find uh, homes that they're looking to buy, sell, or invest. Interesting. Because like yeah. real estate traditionally is a side hustle for people as well. Right? Like, yeah. No. Side hustles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, do, I like to keep busy and do uh, a lot of different things. And so, um, but like real estate is one of those things. So I'm, I'm, start, I'm opening, we started the office here. We're starting another office in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And uh, just because like I do so many, it's better to back and forth and we're getting some awesome people joining both brokerages. So, you know, if you guys are, hey, I can, I can never not put the spot out there. So it's like, if you're looking to buy, sell or invest hey, in real estate in Florida, please let me out. know. I know somebody, yeah. My, my, my day job is I now have an OnlyFans. So um, oh, that's nice. how I'm assisting myself. I'm actually uh, uh, one of the, the top five donators yeah. to it. So oh, well, hey, hey. I'll send you my link later. It's an only uh, fan. Classy comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when people ask, I say I'm an accountant. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one questions you when you're an accountant. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't exactly. Work, I didn't work a single day from home through this entire this entire process. So I've been I've been an essential worker from the beginning. Um, right. And you know, traversing every day. Traditionally, Tom would rescue me and send me to Edmonton or Indianapolis mm -hmm. or. I would disappear to downtown Atlanta for a weekend. It's really been, oh, is this my house? Yeah, right. What the four walls look like on the weekends. Oh, my, my, mine, mine is the king, king of first world problems, which is yeah, for travel extends its extensively for work. You know, yeah, I, right. I'm supposed yeah. to have been at eight conventions so far. The last time I was on a plane was January 6th. And I'm not Isn't lie, that weird? The first yeah, time in strange, five years. Yeah. It's extremely strange. But, you know, that's why we adapt and come up with other projects like this one, which, you know. Good segue, to Tom. Yeah, thank you. So going back to the, the holiday aspect, what is the most holidayest hol thing you've done, an event, a presentation, something at Holiday Matsuri? Like, like, what's the thing you go, hey, we're a holiday con, and this year we did, you know, Santa Claus, we kidnapped him from the world. Like, what's the most holiday thing you think you guys have ever done at the con? Uh, well, honestly, one of the most, and I would say like my most, in, I, I'm going to tell you two things. So one is my most right. important thing that um, I'm really proud of at Holiday Montserrat is since our first year, we've always hosted the benefit ball, yeah. which mm -hmm. was a, we separate, uh, we, we, we take time out of our main events. And we turn it into a giant like holiday party, holiday prom type thing. And it goes to benefit a uh, charity in the community. Uh, the past couple of years, we've been doing give, uh, working with um, Give kids the world. Give Did I the say world. the right one or make a wish? Yeah. <laughs> I always mix up the two because I volunteered yeah. for them a lot since I was really little. Um, I had a older sister that passed away due to rhabdomyosarcoma, which was a uh, cancer in the uh, in your muscles and in your bones and stuff. And so I've always been uh, volunteering was always a big thing for me. So um, I always know though, like as as time was 
you know, taking away from me due to college, due to work and everything that was like, I couldn't give as much time or give back to it as much Mm -hmm. as I wanted to. So as soon as we were starting the, you know, holiday Matsuri, I was like, you know what, I want to make sure that like, I might not be able to do it myself or do as much myself, but we could do a whole ton more through the event. Right, right, right. And so we started, um, you know, we, we added the benefit ball in there and it's a whole lot of fun. It's like the entire holiday Matsuri, all of it feels like a giant, you know, uh, nerd, geek, and gamer holiday party. Uh, that's kind of like where I like to dilute it, right? Like, like really folk make a focus there. And I try to cancel as many of the events around it as possible to push as many people there. And it's just a great way to help the community. We make sure there's hot cocoa and cookies. <laughs> and then um, uh, we, we just have uh, a whole lot of fun at it. So that was like something near and dear to my heart that like is the most holiday thing that's that I awesome. could put into holiday Montserrat. So uh, the other thing I was going to bring up, I forgot that this was the first year we were going to be doing it. So I don't know if I can talk about it. <clears throat> so Zach, uh, can he talk about it? Zach, I don't think he would. He, I, he would have there, to. There's too many me. new weird things here. Let me message. He would Zach. have to message Not, me to make sure. <laughs> it has to deal with uh, specific guests and voice actors too. So I, I would say to, okay. <laughs> we'll leave it for next year as we so, get closer. So technically, you but, guys are confirming that you booked Santa Claus. I understand. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yep. You caught us. Right. You know, red right. bagged, handed. So. Yeah. Next. But uh, so, so, I, I like so, to so try the Christmas to... theme. It was at the benefit ball. You do things like um, uh, hot chocolate, you said, and cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, what else at your con do you do that, you know, impacts attendees that versus, like you said, you guys have gone to Megacon a lot and you went to AFO, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and JCon. What elements, other elements to the show do you do to impress upon them that this is, instead of another convention, it's a holiday convention? The holiday theme of everything. Uh, we honestly, we try to inject it into as many parts of the convention as possible. Yeah. So uh, we have the holiday runway contest, which is a cosplay uh, runway style contest where <clears throat> at that time when 2011, when we started, all the conventions were like a lot of the contests that Crystal was entering. A lot of the ones we noticed it was all very strict on like, you know, the craftsmanship. You can't enter unless you're certain, you know, have certain you know, uh, areas or you're at certain skill levels and stuff like that. And so we wanted that event there because we wanted the appreciation for appreciation for it. But we also wanted one where if you just wanted to wrap yourself up in Christmas paper and jump up on stage and get your 15 seconds of fame, you could do so. And Man, so- Tom, it reminds me of some of your costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, have wrapped myself in a lot of paper for the sake of the cosplay arts. For- very good. That's good. That's good. Glad you're involved in it. <laughs> Tom had the oh, best enterprise cosplay of all time. And had the what? what? Best enterprise cosplay. Enterprise costume. Oh nice. my god, I forgot it. Uh mid 2000s and you guys are getting into this. Um we uh <laughs> so remember anime was still trying to show up everywhere that wasn't become normal. a thing. We right. started showing up and we would run anime at Star Trek conventions in, mm-hmm. in oh the my 90s goodness. and 2000s. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that awesome. used to be our big thing. I mean, there. we spent more time at Volcon promoting Jayco than anything else. Yeah. We'd be at Volcon. And, and Volcon was, was the big brand down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ran for years. Like, I went to my first Volcon like 1989, 1990. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they were a legacy show. Yeah. So we wound up going uh, when Enterprise had taken off and it was on the air. Um, I went with uh, a friend of mine. And we enter the costume contest. Now, have either of you guys ever watched Enterprise before? Mm-hmm. The, the, okay. So in ah. Enterprise, the strange thing about it versus the other Star Trek shows is when you beam, you just beam in Star Trek. But in this one, you had to go through all this 
cleaning and stuff like that. And it was basically the TV mm -hmm. station excuse to get people in their underwear. So I <laughs> went out with my friend John and we bought the, the, the tank top and the, the, the boxer briefs mm -hmm. got NXO one hats and entered the costume contest and stood in line dressed the entire thing. And like, what are you doing? Like, you know, um, enterprise cadets that's all we put down they're like we, we need more i'm like trust me it's this is our costume they're like okay you guys were funny got right before going on stage took off all of our clothes except for our underwear walked up on stage and entered and said yes we just beamed aboard the ship thank you you know i was younger and much thinner then so it was it was actually <laughs> and uh we did actually win and placed in the costume contest so nice um, congratulations my, my, to that tank cool. tops and boxer shorts <laughs> yeah nice. i can i can win a costume contest wearing boxer shorts uh and a tank top and a hat but that's really um, cool. yeah okay so you have <laughs> so, the, with the holiday runway yep. contest everyone started making holiday versions of their characters mm -hmm. at okay. the convention as their different cosplay so now you would wear your tank tops and boxer briefs like you did and you put like a bow on your head a bow or on my head okay perfect. exactly you know yeah. whatever you felt your you know desire was that you could uh impress upon that your character the holiday version of your character yeah so mm -hmm. like we joked around for a little bit that we were the only convention that didn't have two of the same deadpools because everyone has uh, <laughs> everyone has their own interpretation on winter holidays, and we weren't making yeah. it just exclusive to Christmas. Any winter holiday, yeah, because your holiday, be included yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And we made sure that like that was the main thing. We try not to say like Christmas anywhere as as we can, other than like you know a holiday party or a Christmas party, you know that type of thing. But so you had like I saw there was a whole Star Trek crew that came to Holiday Montserrat one year, and each crew member was a different holiday and there were seven of them and they just covered each one i was like this is amazing this is awesome and so it's some of my favorite things like uh, i remember like uh, the first year there's a uh, a cosplayer that's on the scene uh, his name is zach and he always cosplays zach from final fantasy oh no his name's mark my bad dude I just <laughs> zach. and uh he didn't do zach but i just the bell yeah right. <laughs> but like at every con he wears his zach cosplay and then uh at hall matt he wore it and he just like tricked it out holiday style with a wrapped buster sword bells on it it was amazing and so i just remember everyone i remember when like attack on titan first came out and everyone was making like christmas boxes and the knives were uh like candy canes oh, so geez. yeah Funny. and so like that's one of my favorite things is just seeing everyone's interpretation on it just having a good time and like enjoying having fun like they see their favorite character but now they see it in a different aspect and they're like oh let's talk about it and it's so fun to see those and listen to those conversations go well, on and, and i know. think you guys tapped into something that that inherently was already there to a degree especially with an anime fandom mm -hmm. um using right. uh, gynax as a perfect example you know okay. each year they would put out a evangelion oscar ray christmas edition statue yep, yep. And oh, they were, okay they were officially licensed Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you have your your uh, Sailor Moon Christmas episode. So there are a lot of elements like that, that you, there were already the uh, holiday versions of a lot of these things. Right. There's oh, always yeah. like a Christmas it. special or we're, something. We're just the yeah. crazy enough people to do things in December. So do, so do. <laughs> well, and, and that's the trick is, is I would get, if you go to Dragon Con is a perfect example, because Dragon Con is a huge cosplay event. You wouldn't necessarily go to go, hey, this is the year I'm going to do holiday Asuka. Right. Um, and right. I think you guys kind of kind of cornered mm -hmm. that market of, Hey, because we're you know a, a niche of a niche, 
basically. Right. You're, you're, oh, yeah. So, you yeah. know, that people will now, you know, and, and, and you guys can confirm, again, Zach, this is going to be a data question for you. I mean, how many people are local versus how many actually travel? Because yeah. as far as I know, knowing you guys show, knowing you guys for years, I know people that travel to your show specifically yeah. for the excuse of, one, I'm going to go do something in Orlando around Christmas because right. we all know there's tons of stuff to do here. But number two, it's my excuse to do exactly what Zachary's describing, which is I have holiday Sailor Moon. I can't wear it to any show throughout the year, but this is the one time I can do it. And yeah, and I think that's mm -hmm. a lot of it. Yeah, um, there's how many. So, yeah. So yeah, what's your what's your ratio ballpark? So the, the demographics kind of uh, have increased of being outside of Florida a lot more. Um, mm -hmm. California is a big one. New York is a big one. Surprisingly, we get people from, from the EU a lot. Uh, we get all the way from Hawaii. Uh, we got some people for over there. Uh, actually, uh, South America, we do get a yeah, lot of people. We coming actually have in a lot of people America. from Brazil. Yeah. A whole group that comes over. Uh, Interesting. China and Russia. Yeah. So it's increasing yeah. by by like it's it's increasing every year. Like the percentages used to be like one percent, two percent. But what we got it now, we're like at eight percent now. Now that whole Brazilian. <laughs> I mean, Tom, you remember your time Universal? And, you know, yeah. My, my thirteen years at Disney. Um, you know, we had a very high quinceanera uh, move, uh, you know, being celebrated in the parks mm -hmm. during the, yeah. the, the November Did either period. of you ever work in any of the theme parks? Yes. Okay. I yeah. have. So, so, so you I, can get what we're talking about. I with grew the Brazilian up tortures. a Disney brat, like all, all of everyone. My parents sold timeshare. Yeah. I was like, I worked at SeaWorld and Universal, did Halloween Horror Nights and uh, Hello Scream. So I did all the, the fun stuff. Okay. I never really so, like worked at Disney, but family did. So try to look at it. So do you see a lot of where they would travel to the theme parks for, for a quinceanera? And then right. do you see them like, were they just tagging Holiday Matsuri onto that? Were they extending out to, you know, a, a extended vacation and going, okay. Because you guys are the Caribe Royale. You guys are the Caribe Royale. I mean, that stone throws away from. From yeah, the and then you guys it's actually at, at the Marriott. I mean, Marriott yet again. It's it's, it's actually the people that have been coming over. It's actually been the reverse, where they come to the Holiday Matsuri, uh, but they stay later for Disney, and that's kind of the thing that interesting. we we actually so, say is it's like they stay will come for Holiday Matsuri, then they'll stay an extra three nights, so they'll uh, go to the holiday stuff for Universal and Disney, which is a selling point also right, for yeah, us yeah, yeah. as well. So and you guys in the business know how important like hotel room nights are. Yeah. Oh yeah. And basically how I feel it is, uh, is, uh, you know, definitely all the theme parks nearby, um, allow people to want to turn it into a vacation. So right. like, I'm going to go to a con and I'll have my vacation at the same time. Well, mm -hmm. let me ask this question then. So, so, cause you guys have experienced it with JCon and later with Florida and experience, we always, uh, and in JCon was later years when we were closer to I drive. Have you ever mm -hmm. experienced the, People are staying in the hotel on their vacation. <laughs> An army. And yeah. then discover your event and go, oh, this is in my hotel. Well, I They're guess like, we're going to, let's buy a ticket and go here anyway. People have done that. People have done, a lot of people have done that. Like I've seen, I've seen entire conventions of people that have come in for another convention. They'd be like, mm -hmm. what is all of this? anime right. going around here and it's and oh. they come in they they enjoyed their show so that, that's that's how i got introduced to my first kiss uh convention nice. we were in a uh, we were in a hotel in virginia on a family vacation and there was a big kiss show going on in the convention center for the hotel um so i you know kiss memorabilia across the board so but looking at the, the you know being in the whole orlando area for 36 years of my life 
and watching the amount of hotel rooms that get sucked up during that period, that November right. to uh, January 1. Um, in the same kind of thing we had to deal with at WasabiCon when we had WasabiCon on the weekend of the Florida Georgia game. It was easy to find convention space, but very right. hard to get rooms at a decent rate. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you right. guys still deal with that same kind of thing? Or are you are you that deep in with the Marriott? I mean, no. what, there, there are 12, what, how many rooms does Marriott have these days? It is it it 2085. Yeah, it's like two, yeah. And I'm pretty sure on at least we're, we're pretty close to maxing it out all weekend. Yeah, pretty last, soon. Last year we were at 75% of the hotel was up. It's so weird when you when every hotel room is for your event and you're at one of those big ass hotels. We just yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's one yeah. of those mind boggling. It, that then you realize exactly how much you can swing around. You realize exactly. everybody here is because I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. It, and and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's fun seeing that kind of stuff. I mean, they have to actually purposefully like jam the non-convention attendees in like a specific part so they'll stay away oh, from uh, us. They don't complain about the late night events and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we would take over because JCon used to be at the, the campus of UCF, and then Wasabi Anime we were starting out. <laughs> the hotel down the street, I think it was the Radisson by UCF. Yeah, I remember that. Would, right, yeah, yeah. Would be run the, the overnight stuff and it'd be yeah. like, here's the uh, overnight viewing room. And so Ken and the JCon team rented an entire floor of that because mm -hmm. again, this is still early years growing. And you would go on that floor and know everybody in that floor had something to do with the con. And all I remember is one year the hotel screwing up and oh, getting yeah. a non-convention person. Oh no, non-staffer. A non-staffer. <laughs> and I'm like, who's this guy? I know everybody on this floor. I paid for everybody on this floor. <laughs> Who's this guy? Um, and yeah, me and the hotel had a nice discussion about that. So yeah, but yeah, they but, were a convention. -y. They actually ended up working for me later on. So <laughs> our, our goal with Hallmat on the growth side of things is we want to eventually take over the entire Marriott. Yeah, because uh, once we can, then we can start doing uh, some of the stuff we have to do like, that we could do like hosting mm -hmm. later events, right. doing more mm -hmm. pool parties, That's having like more control on some of the apps. Kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, you know, we'll get there in due time. And we're so happy and blessed to have everyone that does come to the convention and that everyone enjoys it year after year. And, uh, you know, we're always like <laughs> running around. I remember the first year Zach finally was like, he was kind of like everyone knew he was like a lead position with me. Cause then I remember him, I was actually standing still like taking a break. And I see him walk by with the zombie apocalypse of people hoarding after him for questions and stuff. It was like, oh yeah, that used to be me. <laughs> <laughs> so much nicer. We can you guys I, I am the zombie bait. That's another joke we have. I'm, I'm the zombie bait for Greg. Yep, he's my zombie bait. I see. Oh, oh there he goes. I go the other way. You know that type of thing. It's so the first... only way to cover more space. If we're too close, we don't see each other at all at the con practically. Yeah. Just because if we do, we're like, we're not doing our job. We need to be away taking care of stuff. I, I knew we had crossed the threshold when the, the first year that I didn't have every answer that I had delegated right, to the point right. where I really don't know that one. I'm going to need to talk to somebody. I yeah. need to find the guy that's in charge of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice but, feeling. Okay. So, so, so the goal is to take over all of it uh, kind of all like dragon con. Cause you mm -hmm. have a hotel, that hotel is just the hotel for dragon con. Um, what uh, we talked about all the good, you know, hey, here's this. What would you say was the most challenging part about doing a style show like this versus doing just a mainstream anime show? What you know, what were the the struggles mm -hmm. you guys had doing Holiday Matsuri? Well, that's a good sign. Some well, there, there, there's, 
not like it's been easy. It's not been peachy yeah. or anything the entire time. Uh, it's been a lot of growth and learning along the way. And uh, I know as someone, um, as a, uh, a big lesson I had to learn um, as a business owner and, you know, is to allow the event to grow was to give more control to people because I was so used, like Crystal and I were so used to doing absolutely everything that Crystal like burnt herself out. Um, I was able to, I ended up taking on more and more and more, and then it just became too much. So it was finding those people like Zach and like Constance, like Brian, okay, who's, like Larry. Who's got the screen like, on the background at the volume? Yeah. It's one of you. I have mine muted. Mine is completely muted. I have mine exited out of now. Is entirely unless it's unless it's Daniel again. Unless it's Danielle, yeah. <laughs> we got emergency meetings. Guys, it's the big it's the big giant head no one sees. Yeah, all right. So right now Danielle's jumping, throwing her phone around. Um, <laughs> but it, but basically, yeah, delegating those tasks, getting it going, and then like being like you said, the person that didn't know those answers anymore. Yeah, like, being That's willing to one. trust everyone with that, and it oh, yeah. has been such a blessing. It's helped. Hallmat grow the way it is is our entire uh team and it, it just keeps growing I, I i believe last year we had i think the first year of Hallmat, we had a grand total of maybe 20 staffers slash volunteers total right like the guy who ran our vendor room that year was a volunteer the first year and i was like hey can you check vendors in he's like yeah he ran our vendor room that whole weekend and i think it was the second time he volunteered at a con um he was just capable we connected i was able to instruct them and go now yeah zach does his whole thing constance does her thing brian like everyone our entire uh list um like uh that it's, was the it's thing. been it was a trip trying to go. get right yeah. to that point because it's like because the thing is is that one of the things that i've had to do over the years is is tell greg no no no, no. you're not going to do the entire convention there are a hundred people here yeah you need to be able to run the convention and we'll take care of it. If there's a problem, you come to us and we'll solve it. And it's that's been a, something, a challenge of getting Greg to realize yeah. that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I really enjoy it, really like it. And I'm trying, we're, we're trying to change things up so it becomes yeah. even more like that. So that, because I, I feel it's the only way to grow yeah. uh, the event. So Absolutely. I'm really proud of uh, the entire team. Last year, again, first year we had like 20 staff. Last year, I think we've had what? 220 staff members mm -hmm. that help run the con again yeah. what that's a second hard thing is like with it being like blackout days for a lot of people and no vacation days right 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 or a, a lot we have a lot of staff members that literally go work their nine to five job and then come work like eight to ten hours at hall oh. sleep for an hour or two go to work and then come back so we're having to interchange staff members for a, a ton of the convention so uh, I'm just really blessed. Yeah, we're really thankful that, to have that, everyone that, be able to do that. That was one of the advantages at JCon um, and then FAE. And now I can say up in Portland, the show I bought up there, the, our Portland show, is Memorial Day weekend. Right. was a three, we, you know, we stuck with doing that because it was a three-day weekend. So our staffers okay. who would work Sunday, we're trying to do wrap up at the end of the night. Everybody normally tries to, you know, you know it's the crunch loadout of Sunday night before it's too late. Well, people aren't having to take Monday off if it's a holiday. So that's why we, we've stuck with weekends like that. Yeah, that, that worked as we got older, Tom, and all of us got normal jobs. When we all went yes. to Disney, right. the first one that didn't work. So. Yeah. It was, you, you were, <laughs> that's what we did in the later years. The <laughs> what, so, um, Zach, what was yours? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> uh, what was my what? I mean. Uh, your struggle with Hall, Matt. 
your thing? I, I mean, was it keeping the eighteen plus stuff in line? So, I mean, the no. thing is, is that I, <laughs> no, I mean, that that is that is a thing, but there are other stories behind that. But uh, I would say that probably the the biggest struggle is that I like I'm an I'm an introvert normally. Like I, I get off of this and then I'm like I am going to play Factorio and not talk to anybody for the next twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. So right. it's it's been one of those things of developing my own battery about saying like, hey, I'm gonna be able to speak with about a thousand five hundred people and be able to stand up on on stage for all this time and be able to communicate with everybody. And I've learned over the years how to kind of get to that person that can be reliable with everybody and be able to trust Greg about making sure that we will speak about everything that we need to do and make sure that we're on the same mm -hmm. page with everything. And also to trust other people that they're going to do the things because I mean, I hated group projects when I was a kid. So I, I always <laughs> like to do all of it by myself. But um, now it's like this one massive, amazing group project that I get to hang out at the end, drink with the, some of the best people that I've ever known. And uh, yeah, I get to have a lot of fun. And that's that's the reward. There. Zach was a super introvert. It was so funny. Just like, hey, we're going to do this and hold your hand through this. And then what was it like 2008? Six, no, the first year at the Marriott, 2016, I walked by main events room. And they got him dancing on stage. That that was <laughs> like never before would you see Zach up there. Oh yeah. And I, I have I have friends and colleagues uh, that are that personality type. And you kind of hit, hit hit the term that I, I like mm -hmm. to use when I when I talk about it a lot, which is the you have to recharge your battery as an introvert. Yep. And at the other end of the spectrum, I mean, I'm I'm a high functioning out, you know, a Extrovert. very exact opposite. However, there's still even at my level of uh, you know quick put me in a theme park in front of a thousand people for five days right. Tom will just never shut up it's still a you have to go back and self-care and well, my my thing i would always do at uh at conventions you know we're dealing with like you know ax or fan expo and these huge hundred thousand mm -hmm. people shows um the anime expo one is the the the, the funny story is the assistant they, that i had there knew um i would disappear for 30 minutes and in that 30 minutes of time because i wasn't sleeping i was going nonstop. Mm -hmm. i would take a uh 20 minute shower, get out, change into a fresh t-shirt with the same clothes and then go back out to work again. And because I was in California, it was for two reasons. One, I was dehydrated. Yeah. Um, and uh, I yeah. need the steam because I'm used to this, but also it was the, I need to go into one room somewhere, the bathroom where not a single human being is going to try to engage me in conversation. So I continue, but I naturally respond. I have friends and I respect the hell out of you because I know the amount of effort it takes as a, you know, Hey, I'm not that personality. Because you do, and when I see people like you, and, and you know, it's people on my team, our producers, one of them, of the, I'm not that person, but mm. I know I can be that person. That's damn respectable, sir, and that's a lot of work. And I know how much that takes. So kudos to you. Yeah. Right. And that was the most introverted answer I think I've ever gotten. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Tom, you were a jaw skipper. I was a jonker skipper. I mean, yeah. working spilling attractions were always the most draining even though I maybe moved two feet over the course of an eight hour shift. You're talking, you had stuff. to be the funniest man right. on the face of the earth. Or you had to be, you had to engage for almost every hour of that shift. So a six hour shift in the jungle, which is completely drain me and not want to speak to anybody when I was done. Uh, and that's kind of, it's just, it, it, that switch just can't keep it up. Well, some people can't. Hey everybody, it's Tom Krim here. Uh, just a quick note, this was our third episode, and while broadcasting on Twitch, 
we ran into a frame rate issue, so we actually don't have the end of the show. So this is abruptly the end of the show. We want to say thank you to Holiday Matsuri's team for coming out and talking with us, and we will see you on the next episode of Convention Nerds. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convention Nerds. The Convention Nerds logo was designed by artist Caitlin Jane. Convention Nerds is a presentation of Wasabi Anime. This recording is copyright 2020 Green Mustard Entertainment, Inc. To learn more about the show, visit greenmustard.com forward slash convention nerds.